Welcome to Girls Room, where each week we unpack the foundational text of the 2010s, HBO's Girls. I'm Julia Gray. I have my incredible co-host with me, Drew Haskins. Hello, hello, hello. And today we're talking season five, episode eight. But before we get into it, we have a few, some housekeeping, maybe we'll call it that. Um, yeah. Should oh. we start? Where should we start? Um... Gosh, first, well, first, I just want to say really quickly, thank you everyone for bearing with me over the past two weeks. Um, especially thank you. I'm going to thank our own Mike Julia for taking over halfway through with yeah. our episode of Adam. Um, it was a great episode, and yeah, everything's fine. Like everything's cool over here. I just needed to take a week and a half off for some family stuff. So appreciate everyone bearing with us on that. Um, you had a very fun weekend, though, Julia. Or technically not weekend. You had a fun Tuesday. I had a I had a weird Tuesday. I'll say that. Uh, um, <laughs> so for um my new job, I am I guess technically an entertainment and pop culture reporter. I'm going to not name the publication just out of I don't want to um mm-hmm. slander, but you can figure it out if you uh, work hard enough. If you go to muckrake.com. <laughs> Or literally like any, you know, just some Googling. Um, but I went to the VMAs to report on the pink carpet and do these uh, celebrity carpet interviews. I had never done it before. I've been like reporting on pop culture and stuff for a while, but just never had the pleasure. And I thought, wow, that could be fun and silly. Why not? Boy, was I wrong. It was not fun. It was silly. It was not fun. It was... I imagine it would be fun if you were working at a place like Vanity Fair or Vogue or, I don't know, Access Hollywood even. But the way there is a cast system and the way they really, really just uh, look you up and down, literally, because your publication is is printed by your feet. And if you're not, it was wild. I mean, I'll spare the, the nitty gritty, but basically they they initially stationed us right by the a giant boom cam mic situation that was going to hit our heads so they they had to move us into this like sequestered corner where you had to fight for your life for anyone to even look at you you know so you're not you know young Miami young Miami she's not looking also what they don't tell you is no one really walks through the press carpet area everyone's outside doing the photos red carpet right but they don't like if you're olivia rodrigo you don't need to do press why would you do press so they're they're over there they're outside we're getting like the the most famous person who walked through those those tent doors was like french montana and you know he's famous but yeah not nothing (laughs) Oh, it was, it was really, um, it it was telling. They also, our little corner was kind of backed up against this, what I keep calling a pig pen of influencers. Um, MTV hired like, you know, as, as every company does, hired a bunch of influencers to come to their event and like post from it. And I guess didn't know what to do with all of them. So they're just in this fenced off area. (laughs) playing bumper cars it was crazy did you actually get to see the ceremony though so we 
like no one really made an announcement that the show was about to start it just kind of petered out um in, in the pink carpet zone and so we're like looking around and I see on there's a television screen going showing the like pre-show and everything um the show started and we're like well what the fuck we're not getting any good material here why are we still here and so we like missed we missed most of the good stuff I'll I'll say that but we did see some of it um and it was absolutely fine it was just so stupid I can't emphasize how stupid it was (laughs) I mean it is such a stupid event conceptually like it's true it's the Grammys but less relevant the Grammy than the Grammys which is a hard task in and of itself yeah but to host an award show about music videos which have never been less relevant on a channel that is like it's so hyper irrelevant these days that I saw that the broadcast was simulcast on like BET and a bunch of other channels too like people aren't even tuning into VMA or into MTV proper for the MTV VMAs like yeah it was just like exactly like it's a shock that anyone actually still goes yeah so I don't know I'm trying to remember any other funny anecdotes but I was just I was laughing talking about it the next morning because it was just so like I don't need to do that I don't need to do that I'm not nearly thirsty enough you know and you had to go to Newark for it oh I had to go to Newark not to mention Newark yeah and they, they sent everyone um in the press emails leading up to it they uh said okay come come to this parking lot so everyone's standing in a parking lot under the blazing hot sun in a line waiting for their press credentials mm-hmm. it, i mean it just like a bunch of i i made a point to not like you know people are dressed in like glitter and like really nice outfits i was kind of like okay there is a i kind of figured i would be low on the totem pole of press so i was like i don't want to show up in a parking lot wearing this like glitzy glammy dress yeah <laughs> and that's what everyone was doing but I, I looked cute I was just like all black kind of chill vibe but you know what yeah. it, was, it was wild music's second biggest night it, it, you know what the the night that music would like to forget <laughs> I will say the performances I saw seemed pretty fun though I like online obviously I was not in Newark for the proceedings but Shakira Shakira was amazing. You just all you never forget mm-hmm. a Shakira performance. She's so good and she has the hits. It was nice to remind people that she does indeed have the hits because I feel like she's almost a little overlooked sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she was perfect. That I kind of like the Video Vanguard Award, Video Vanguard Award and the Global Icon Award for that reason. It reminds you, like, oh, this is someone who has hits. Yeah. You know, it's like they're so meaningless, but they're also like that's cool you know like yeah. last year Nicki Minaj got I think the Vanguard award and she has a zillion hits that you can medley and that's so much sure. fun this the yeah. song she sang this year at oh. the VMAs is, is not one of those hits nope. and I say that as a bar by I you know don't want to turn my back on my own community but I love her uh, but that yeah. what is that atonal bullshit I hated it <laughs> we will be streaming I mean I do like it's compulsory for me at this point. I will be streaming, but um, I gotta see what Pink Friday Two is all about. But I, it can't be more of that. No, please, please. 
I do think Nikki's singing historically has been so iconic, like so iconically bad, let's be clear. But to have such hits like Grand Piano and Pills and Potions, Mm -hmm. like her innate desire to be a songstress on top of being the queen of rap is misguided, but I'm glad she has it. It's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, I mean, we always can better ourselves and that's what she really knows, that I can always be something. I can be a a superstar rap artist, but I can also be a songstress if I really try. And she's not going to be like the best songstress. No, and I wouldn't say she's even really trying either. She's just putting these really um, Mm half-assed, like quasi-ballads on all of her albums. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I hope she keeps doing it until she's like 75. So Um, we do have some rather iconic news this week too regarding our (laughs) shared diva Lena. Um, (laughs) So if people don't know, SAG and WGA are both currently on strike and to raise money for some sort of like a charity that I guess helps out of work writers. I wasn't, I'm not actually super happy think, about yeah. what this is for. Um, a lot of celebrities are doing these sort of raffly auction type perks where for, you know, whatever money you decide to bid, you could potentially win a chance to, for example, uh, take a ceramics class with Busy Phillips. I would game. hate that. I'm sorry. I would hate that. <laughs> Continue. No, I, I'm not. I don't disagree with you as someone who hates getting dirty. Like the ceramics of it is more my issue than the Busy Phillips of it all. But what am I going to talk about with Busy fucking Phillips? I mean, God bless her, but. I feel like she talks mad shit. So I I feel like in that respect, it could be fun. She also um, likes music, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, she was in all those grizzly bear videos from way back in the day. Like she's Okay. So Never mind. Crazy. You know, I'll I'll do ceramics with her. Yeah. Can do- um Lena, Lena Dunham has also offered up her services for this charity. Um I don't know what the current bidding figure is, but yesterday at one point for $600, you could uh, win the chance for Lena Dunham to come to your house and paint a mural. I mean, okay, I'm seeing right now it's um, $3,000 is, oh, no, 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 $5,100. Okay, I'm glad you said $5,000 because at a certain that I had a split second where I heard $3,000 for a Lena mural and felt so much psychosis that I was like, what if? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what, what I, I saw, I saw 600 and I was like, small price to pay. And oh no, 600. I would. Yeah. Consider. Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, they're nothing special, but they're not bad looking at these murals now. Oh, I didn't even see that. I don't even care about the quality of the mural. I just want to see, be like, oh, this, it's an original Dunham. Uh, That's true. But it's also like, if the mural's bad, it's like, Lena Dunham come, comes and fucks up your wall for, for how much, you know? But the, these Oh, look, yeah. And I, I mean, know. we both live in rentals. So like, I'm That's not true. allowed to paint my paint. walls. Mm-hmm. So I'm not getting that security deposit back. <laughs> and I'm in the whole $3,000, $5,000 for... 
I guess, an adequate mural. Since when is she a muralist? I've never known her to do visual art. This is, this was shocking to me. I mean, it has inspired, I feel like this one specifically incited a lot of memes about this general output, which I think is good. Like, once again, Lena is like the the wheel that keeps the culture mill going. Um, Should I read some of these? Yes, please. Okay, let's see. Are these real or are these? These are these are real. It's all from the same uh, account. Okay. Okay. So, um, this sucks. I'm sorry. Adam Scott walks your dog for one hour. Okay. Okay. Three thousand fifty dollars. Um, here's. I, did, I will say I did see a meme about that one. I think um, where someone was getting dressed. Do you know? Dude, this is, I did not expect to be asking this question today. Are you familiar with pup play? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> just checking. I just, I never know about people's cultural bubble. Someone um, was like in their full like pup suit being like, I'm going to pay money to go get walked by that. My uh, God. I, it, honestly, that is where the mind goes. Because why else are you paying $3,000? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one is, See, I don't, okay, it's Bob Odenkirk and David Cross will join you for dinner, $8,000. Like, no. I, don't, I don't really want them at my dinner, you know? I'm going to feel uncomfortable. Like, you don't want to be here. I don't really want you to be here. I can appreciate you through the screen. I don't need to know you. I don't know. Yeah. The whole, like, paying a celebrity to hang out with you is so weird. At least, like, Busy Phillips, say what you will about Busy Phillips, but she's proposing an activity. Like, that feels like a little bit more of a date, almost, than... Yeah, no, you're right. Um, and crazy. Lena, you have a priceless artifact. Oh, my God, this is crazy. Okay. 20 questions slash 20-minute Zoom with Sarah Silverman. $1,825. Like, what? You're paying to interview her? Uh, no <laughs> that seems like a scam I know this is for charity but that seems scammy to me there's the same um 20 minutes 20 questions with uh Maggie Jill and Hall lower lower bidding though it's nine ten. not like nine dollars and ten cents oh no ten dollars <laughs> that's funny. oh my god that would be so I love Maggie Jill and Hall but like if you told me that someone was like nine dollars and ten cents I'd be like Oh, that's kind of low, but I'm going to read, I'm going to read a few others, just a couple. Um, We have, this is so, Rosemary DeWitt and Ron Livingston relationship advice. Wait, I saw that one online and I thought that was one of the meme ones. That's real. Yes. Five bids, five bids. The top bidder is $710 right now. Okay. Okay. Why? Why? What makes you think they have such a good relationship? They're I mean, gonna... they've been together for like 25 years. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, they're like... I love Rosemary DeWitt. <laughs> yeah, I re- I love, Ro- Lo- excuse me, Ron Livingston. Yeah, like, okay. They're... I'm not paying $710, though. But if we went half C's... <gasps> True, Ooh, oh my god. <laughs> Wait, imagine like getting this for your friend's wedding. Like, we all went in on... <laughs> <laughs> On a relationship counseling with, with beloved uh, character actors, Ron Livingston and Rosemary DeWitt. Oh, wow. I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. Maybe I need to... Maybe yeah. I need to get that bed. bid in. 
That's a really big gift. Um, but if the whole wedding party chips in, that's a really good. Honestly, that's not that much money. I no. think we could. I think we. Could I think that it. seems attainable. Um. Okay, that was honestly an kind of a, an iconic back and forth that is fit for TikTok. So I'm I'm d- making note. Perfect. <laughs> And we are not cutting that out. No, we're not. Because we're trying to improve our vi- uh, our visual footprint. Uh, podcasting now is a visual medium, which no one really tells you. Um, okay. And we're so, and we've talked about this, I believe, on the podcast before, but neither of us are videographers, cinematographers, or any, it, even have a passing familiarity with visual no. media. So I'm, Another thing is, we're, we're career girls. Like, we yeah. work at five yeah who has the time who has the time um okay last one last one natasha will help you solve the new york times sunday crossword okay that sounds fun to me Mm, almost i don't know i don't know these it's kind of i just like that i'm imagining myself I, i think it really is the power dynamic where it's like i you know i'm paying you to hang out with me yeah but it's for charity yeah I guess and I do I guess you're right though in that like if you look at it from the perspective of the the celebrity valuing your own time at like a financially impactful level like that is a little cynical maybe um a little narcissistic almost it's a little icky um Sorry, if you hear running water, it's because I'm I'm rinsing, rinsing a pan really quickly before we jump into the episode. <laughs> this is how when we go guestless, like people see how we really live. Like, yeah, <laughs> we, we're rinsing pans. We're <laughs> no, the the guests are the yeah, only people really... who are keeping us like decorous. Like we're the only they're the only things keeping us from just being like complete pig people. <laughs> yeah, my... honestly, I, I feel really. I I'm glad we're doing this one-on-one episode today because i am i'm i think we're both in a, in a place of tired yeah and we say that every week too like I, we're that's always in a place of tired but like... it's hard not to be in a place of tired when um like i said we're business women we we get shit done yeah um, and the, like the show we talk about the show we have made our bread and butter on is not exactly a light show to discuss. I mean, it's very funny, but it's so, um, it can be so heavy. I found this episode pretty heavy. I really like this episode. Yeah, it was um, great. Do you, do you want to do the little recap while I put um, chili flakes on my pasta? Okay, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so last time um, on season five, episode seven, Addis- Addison Addison Ray started a new play about Kitty Genovese at which Hannah realized that he and Jessa were hooking up. Uh, Marnie and Desi put their divorce animosity on pause after a well-placed Grey's Anatomy sink. And Hannah and Fran threaten to break up after Hannah shows her vagina to her boss. Oh, that was such a good episode. It was a great episode. A really great episode. I really wish that I had been there for the discussion about Marnie and Desi getting to sync um as someone who used to work in music licensing and sync 
mm-hmm. hearing people freak out about Alex Patsavas, I was like, oh my God, like I've been on email chains with her. Like, this is so crazy. I mean, yeah, Adam didn't know that was a real person. I was like, that is such a funny oh, shout It's, like, she is so like, and she, yeah. yeah, she is that girl. She is that girl. Like she is the legend of legends. Like, mm-hmm for people who don't know like OC Gossip Girl Grey's Anatomy she did all the Hunger Games movies too and those soundtracks are pretty iconic um yeah and she's great really? she yeah. she knows her shit she did something for uh music and tv yeah and I like I well we don't have to get too into it but like I think this show too has such a clear understanding of both like trendy music for whatever was going on at the time of the show airing but also mm-hmm. what like nostalgic songs go so well and like enhance a mood and out Petsavas also exactly the same like I don't think you could do this show's music without like what yeah. she did prior I was I was trying to get that exact point across but like really struggling to find the words I ended up cutting it out of it because I sounded like a total idiot. <laughs> exactly what I was trying to say. It was like kind of the show nodding at itself almost. Yeah. And I don't remember a lot of the music choices from this episode necessarily. Yeah, we didn't take note. Yeah, but- maybe we should do. I know Um, I have been looking at some site like after every episode, just like going through some of the music and seeing like what's there. Because they do such a good job of like curating everything. Um, okay, new new segment idea: song of the episode. Oh, yes, or, I'm down or, to do. <laughs> or a musical moment of the episode. It can be like a, like a Desi. Uh, it could be a Desi song. It can be um a little tune that Hannah hums. We definitely have a pretty good Desi song this week for that. Oh my god, yeah, I laughed out loud. <laughs> I love introducing a new segment movie. for this particular show. Um, twelve episodes before <laughs> set to wrap wrap up the entire season or entire show period. It's crazy that we're almost at that. I know. I'm so sad. I do think we need to do some um, uh like rewind episodes just because we kind of rushed through yeah there are definitely some ones I would want to revisit especially now with the benefit of hindsight from where I think this is one of those shows where it really is so well plotted from season one to season six and I definitely think it would be fun to go back and watch some episodes with the benefit of knowing oh this is where they ended taking this character how genius they ended up what where they ended up taking this character like from season one to season six and like they were teasing it even then how genius Mm -hmm. yeah truly um let's actually talk about this episode i guess let's actually do it which girl do you want to start with i think maybe we can start with shosh because she's pretty quick to wrap up oh yeah but she um and, and the episode starts with her uh, back in America on a moving walkway <laughs> at the airport. She's like wearing her Hello Kitty headphones. They're like, two big ears on them and a shirt that says Je ne sais blah with like a cat on it. <laughs> she looks amazing. I just, I mean, her, I love 
Shosh post Japan. She's really she's finding herself and losing herself. Yeah, I those sad pink highlights that she had into like I felt so bad for her. Like she she yeah. seems so out of place. Um, and I mean she fully screams at one point on the walkway, like I hate her. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Screams um, on the walkway. She she also totally loses the Japanese Zen in a second. Like someone I don't remember what's happening, but someone's being, I guess, obstructive on the walkway. And she yells and says, like, this is exactly why, like, what's wrong with America? I hate it here. Um, but she does a kind of psycho move and goes to the sushi spot that her ex Scott his name's Scott right yeah Scott yeah she goes to the sushi spot that he showed her and then of course he shows up and he's like this is my place like I told you about this place um and they have like a little sit down where I don't know if Shosh was maybe trying to rekindle something, but it very quickly falls apart. Um, one line I love from Shosh, she says, I learned it's really hard to emigrate, which is why you don't hear the term emigrant. <laughs> <laughs> like, true. True, yeah. Um, and she reveals that she's going on welfare, and he that's when it really falls apart. Like, he totally takes issue with it. He's like can't just take government resources meant for needy families just because you didn't like your job in japan yeah and meanwhile this is why while she's eating like expensive sushi yeah (laughs) oh my god he's she she says something like so this is because i'm jewish (laughs) (laughs) so funny but yeah he points out that she's like uh eating an expensive sushi meal and drinking a large sake carafe you know just for herself like it's i mean it's very funny and very um it, it's the the financial commentary coming back the class commentary oh yeah 100 i thought it was s- sweetly sad though that she's trying to kind of get her jap japan fix by eating sushi and like she even speaks to the sushi chef oh my god that's hard to say sushi chefs in Japanese like I was like oh like you did learn something like you did um become elegantly cultural in a way while you were over there right she says in very good Japanese she says like I've brought shame upon your establishment I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) so funny um and that's really all we get from Shosh but yeah a good little bridge for her yeah the meat and potatoes of this episode was Hannah and I my god oh god i had my head in my hands like the entire this entire subplot so she and fran are going on this sort of save our relationship rv trip which those five words save our relationship rv trip is my waking nightmare i cannot think of anything worse on earth than being stuck in a van with someone i don't like um and he's yeah, he's in like dad mode and like not in the like sexy cool way and the like, oh, like what's going on kind of way. Yeah, I in the doc I called him flaccid Fran because he's just like <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. I'll I'll give men like a lot of leeway. I can usually find I can find most kinds of men sexy. He is so 
not sexy to me at all. There's something very like gummy about his smile mm-hmm. and very like I don't know. He he looks hairless somehow. I don't know. <laughs> this is so visceral. Yeah, I think I agree with everything you're saying though. He's very like eager. Yeah, maybe there's there's some eagerness. Like eager from- needy people. That is like the one this the subcategory of person I vibe the least with. And he was giving me that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I I feel he looks at her and he's like, he keeps saying just us. It's just us. No kids, no students, no anything. It's just us. And then Hannah sticks her head out the window like a little dog and just kind of realizes, I don't oh want to. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. All the things that were kind of making me okay with this relationship, the distractions, the students, you know, yeah. that's stripped away. So she's having a full mental breakdown. Um, they pull off at a rest stop. This is such a painful scene. Um, it's so painful. Like oh. whenever she has these full mental breakdowns, she always infantilizes herself so much too. Like back in yeah. season two, when she has like the OCD meltdown and like cuts her hair into like the Ramona Quimby bob, that looks so bad. Like she's in yeah. full like footy pajamas. Yeah, I mean, she, she she looks crazy. She's runs into the bathroom, the rest up bathroom, and her full PJ look, and then texts him in all caps, I want you to leave. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> and then, of course, I love this. Her, she is so fucking funny. Her comedic timing. He calls her on the phone when he gets that text, and she goes, hello? Like, just a very earnest hello <laughs> sending that psycho psycho text oh it's so funny it just like expects no pushback ever to like any of the psycho stuff she does like yeah. but I kind of get as a conflict avoided person myself like she really is literalizing the entire fear of like not wanting to be in a relationship anymore by literally running in circles away from the person (laughs) like in perfect like rest stop comedy like across like the great road trip movies across everything it's always funny to me for whatever reason like this could have been like a Harold and Kumar kind of moment and so funny um but her like just screaming like um what did she say oh I don't want to be in this relationship anymore and I don't know how to get out like mm-hmm. I mean and she's running away that's the only way she knows how yeah like, very like literal kind of yeah presentation of how Hannah deals with her problems she's physically running away and then trips and falls yeah and of course like Fran like we've been so skeptical of him being a quote-unquote nice guy this whole time and he gets so viciously cruel right at the end and like starts demeaning her yeah demeaning her like uh, you know intellect and like maturity level which like the maturity level fair um but then the line about him his brother writing her a letter (laughs) about how rude she was I mean, I mean, it is, oh, that is such a funny detail because it's so, it seems very true to like Fran's character and who you imagine his family would be. Yeah. If that makes sense. And that really is something you would do if like your sibling is dating someone who you think is horrible and toxic and you don't know how to get through to them. Yeah, maybe I'd write 
my brother a letter. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like that's that's the I don't know. I but I thought that was a great detail. Um, yeah, and he's like, "You were so rude." My brother wrote me a letter to say how you rude you are. That's how rude you are. And then yells, "Fuck you!" And Gabe asked me, like, which made me think, like, okay, is Fran right to react? Like, how would you would you react in that way if you were Fran? Um, I think maybe not as vitriolic, but like, I think he's right to be angry because. As we see later in the episode, Hannah has no idea how much a truck or a van actually costs. So like, oh my God, I'm sure this was like a huge financial commitment to like do this trip. Like, yeah, he's more emotionally invested in like fixing it. Like, I understand the hurt. Mm -hmm. I would never. I'm really not sure if I've ever told someone, fuck you. In like a really serious, yeah, way. It's, yeah, I was I was a little stumped because on the one hand, if I'm trying to think like you know they're not as how long have they been together at this point like like a year, that's a long time. So if yeah. my if my partner of a year told that, I might I I might yell fuck you. But I don't think I'd be, I think I'd be so like blind with anger and sadness that I wouldn't think to say some of the like more pointed mean things he said. <laughs> yeah. I, think I would just yell like, fuck you, you're done. <laughs> and then leave. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think. That, like yeah. that is so, so low of her. Oh, it's so low of her. And, but I do think it is very fitting for like Fran's arc that the last time we see, I believe this is the last time we see him in the show, mm-hmm. is him just screaming, fuck you out of a moving vehicle. <laughs> yes. Like, and like, exactly. His, the whole kind of illusion of nice guy Fran is shattered. Yeah. I, I thought that was a good, good completion to his arc. So Hannah now is tasked with getting herself home. So she calls Marnie and Marnie like obviously blithely is just like, well, that sucks. Are you okay? But like, she can't come get her because she's recording with Desi. I love, uh, I love it flashes to the studio and (laughs) Gabe and I cracked up. You hear Desi playing the guitar and um, like in the background and he's singing something like Mulberry Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was Mulberry Bush. and he's like they're not i mean we'll get into the marnie event later too but they're like not really speaking to each other they're just like recording which makes so she's not willing to leave to pick up hannah even though marnie is miserable like in this situation too it's so funny um also reveals that she was kicked off of uber because of her low rating which very appropriate oh yeah oh Um, yeah and then she calls Jessa and Jessa doesn't answer, obviously. And so <laughs> running down the list of friends, Ray uh, ends up coming to get her in his new coffee truck. And this was the hardest scene chaos in episode for me. Yeah. Oh my God. Drew. Oh, <laughs> I, like, what can we even say? Like, we talk 
at length about like the awkward sex scenes on this show like that truly make us want to crawl out of our own skins I had forgotten about this one in this one to me potentially the worst one since the Adam Natalia scene I I really think it's up there for me I think it might even be harder to watch whoa I mean because it's it's less clear you know the Adam Natalia scene there's very clear like it's wrong you know the this what we see we see hannah give him head um while he's driving against his will yeah pretty much against his will well not against his will but he's like what are you doing and he's clearly not it's just it's so it's awkward is what it is the hand or the natalia adam scene it doesn't feel awkward it just feels wrong this is just like ah i ah. Ah, i wrote ah in the doc like she insists and there there are noises there are mouths and noises oh, oh my god and ray can't get hard um obviously because it is so awkward and like transactional there's no mm-hmm. kind of there's no coaxing or sex appeal or no she, mind you she's in her pajamas still she's still in her pajamas she just kind of she goes to it i wish i had a a a good um metaphor to use but she she handles it in a way that is just deeply unsexy and it is so funny it's so um i I, it's so alarm like sometimes words just fail like i i really really was so viscerally uncomfortable through this scene and um when he says try mixing it up down oh there like God. it just sort of like a half-hearted attempt to like salvage the situation uh-huh. i was like try mixing oh. it up down there so funny i mean the noises really make it like they really went there which i appreciate so just just so funny um, yeah and of course he flips the van <laughs> oh yes yes the very important note he actually veers off of the road um and then they kind of look at each other and the truck topples over and hannah ruins everything again it's just that's the way it goes on girls that's the slogan yeah and she thought the truck was six hundred dollars when it was what fifty thousand yeah he's ray's kind of doing his luxury thing which in this case is warranted um but he's like, how much do you think this truck costs, really? And she's like, what, like $600? And he's like, $50,000. Um, and at one point, Hannah's like, I was trying, he asks, what were you doing? And she says, I was trying to give you what you want because I'm not a selfish person, <laughs> which is just the, definitely how Hannah sees herself. And yeah your opposite of what's happening (laughs) like selfless roadhead but obviously it just you know it's gonna have consequences especially when you're driving a very top heavy vehicle that it's going to have consequences that is the thing Um, so then she calls jessa and jessa answers mm -hmm. this was sad this was sad um uh, jess is speaking quietly because as we will discuss later She's holding Caroline's baby. Um, and then Hannah, she's like, why are you speaking quietly? And then Jessa says, because I'm holding Caroline's baby. And then Hannah's like, because you're fucking Adam. And then yeah. 
uh Jessa says yep and then hangs up and it's yeah sad needed to come out this is as good a way as any yeah um sad for both of them but it just this needed to be done like yeah last episode I didn't get to talk about the shot of Jessa looking longingly into Adam's window across the courtyard but like that is some of the best wordless acting I've ever seen on TV and I thought that the first time I watched this too um but now it's just been made like thuddingly literal and it's yeah tough tough moment and that's what leads Hannah to hitchhike with Guillermo Diaz who I have always loved I forgot he was even in girls um if people don't know that Guillermo Diaz was on scandal for a really long time and um he is in one of my favorite movies party girl with Parker Posey you are always knowing you are always knowing the the guests it's well like- I I stand Guillermo Diaz because he's um he's gay in real life and like okay always in like gay media doing stuff too but he also like he's just like in a bunch of stuff that like people love like if people have not seen party girl especially people who have listened to this show for a long time and like lena what are you doing like party girl is like the blueprint for a lot of lena dunham content like you gotta get on it that's a good point I love that. I mean, I'm just every week I I can expect when I say when I note someone who is a guest, you just comment there. (laughs) He wasn't even the biggest guest star in this episode. Like, we'll get to the next one. But um, yeah, this was this was a big week for um, Drew going on IMDb and being like, hey, oh, my God, that's yeah, no, you're Um, hilarious. Um, Guillermo Diaz has a gun. (laughs) Yeah, so, <laughs> um, uh, she says a lot of stuff. Okay, wait, no. So we'll go back. He pulls up. The Guillermo Diaz pulls up and he asks if Hannah or Ray need a ride. And Ray forbids her from going in to this man's car. And she does anyway. Um, and she kind of gets sketched out slowly as the ride goes on. Um, yeah. See, I didn't see that she saw a gun. I just thought she saw a lot of stuff and thought that was weird. No, there was a gun very visibly just like rattling around in the backseat. I don't know anything about firearms. Um, That doesn't seem like a very safe thing to do with a gun. No, certainly not. Um, She calls Marnie. Um. <laughs> so so funny um she says uh, I, I, she's like hi Marnie why'd you call and Marnie's like well, you called me and she says oh well I'm um I'm in uh Hector oh, sorry I didn't get your last name Medina's car he's a Latin male he is in his mid-30s with cropped hair <laughs> and then Marnie like with this kind of like perverse joy she's like oh my god this is a this is a safety call this is yeah. a safety and so she instructs Hannah to ask him to pull over so she can run out of the car. Um, yeah. And then Hannah says she has to pee and he doesn't pull over. So she pees in a Gatorade bottle to show trust that, quote unquote, we would never do anything to harm one another. Yeah. 
<laughs> and of course, Marnie's on the phone this whole time. And like, you can audibly hear her on speakerphone be like, what the fuck, Hannah? <laughs> so funny. Um, I love it. But it really turns into a sweet kind of yeah. scene. Um, she learns that Hector was in a relationship that became abusive, but she was actually hitting him. And she had the gun to his head. Yeah. And, she, and he grabbed it and, and booked it. And yeah. then when they see the skyline, he's so happy that, like, they made it. I don't remember exactly what he says, but he does say it's a good place to start over. And Hannah, you know, it's dual meaning for both of them. Yeah. It's what she needed to hear, like, yeah. a message coming from a strange place. But um, mm-hmm. she does yeah. need a fresh start. I don't remember what happens next episode particularly but like I really like oh wait no I I do actually know what happens the rest of the next two episodes but um this moment really kind of is the beginning of the rest of her arc through the end of the show and I'm yeah it was a nice little like closing of the chapter scene um yeah I liked it I thought it was you know I'm okay. It's a little on the nose and that's fine by me. Yeah. And this episode is also called Homeward Bound, which we've never talked about this. I don't think this show is great at naming episodes. I think they're always a little simple or a little literal, which does make it hard when we name our girls room episodes because by extension, I think a lot of our name episodes are bad, (laughs) but we also... See, we I want you to know what we're talking about. So. I think they're fun, but maybe, yeah. I mean, we've made it too long to change now, but maybe once we, once we start with our next show, yeah, we can figure a different kind of a format. Yeah, it would. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to pivot to naming our uh, if we do Gossip Girl, which. Uh-huh. we should I think. I think we should why not I mean also let us know what you want us to do but yeah. like I think it would be so fun to talk about Gossip Girl like but then we're naming our episodes things like she's a bitch and she's <laughs> one too featuring like Michael Barbaro not that he'd ever oh, come on cool. but why not <laughs> here's the thing I think we can try Gossip Girl even like first season and if oh if yeah it's if it's good but you know no because that show well even like just the first season is so iconic too it like because that show obviously gets like it gets bad bad by once taylor Mobson leaves um it gets pretty bad i don't remember exactly when it gets bad but i it does definitely the first bad. two no the first three seasons are three. excellent oh my i've seen every episode multiple times i yeah. love that fucking show okay it's so good okay anyway yeah yeah <laughs> we should talk about um adam and jessa because yes. this was yeah i knew i knew this was happening this episode but like really heavy stuff so caroline oh is missing um adam has not heard from her for a while so he and jessa go to laird and caroline's apartment below hannah's where they find Laird and Baby Sample, who's in a matching Laird baby beanie. Um, so fun. Caroline's just been missing for a few days because she went to go get pepitas. Wait, okay. The, we'll start with the name Sample, which is so funny. So it just a continuation of the show's uh, 
yeah. remarkable talent of naming people and babies. Wait, can I say something? Yes. Potentially unpopular. Go ahead. I love the name sample, actually. No, you don't. So, okay. I feel like I think it's so cute. I don't know why. Sample. I mean, for sample. like a cat, maybe. I would name a dog sample. I would Not name or child who was going to be an adult one day. <laughs> sample has kids. No, you know, you know what sample is? Have you seen those memes about sock who lives in Bushwick? <laughs> sample is sample is going to become <laughs> you know like that's i'm sorry i'm like that <laughs> sample is sock like that's sock is like the short name of sample exactly sample oh, sock's name was actually sample sock was named sample at birth and <laughs> and sock is their chosen name oh my god that's sample so is their funny dead name. <laughs> oh, sorry too far too far no, no, no. that's so funny um I think I I mean yeah it's it's definitely stupid um but it's also like of course like Laird and Caroline's child would have a stupid ass name and of course she would unlike the deadbeat dads going out for milk and cigarettes of yore Caroline is piecing out <laughs> on the family getting pepitas of all things I like, really like that comparison you're so right it's not yeah. for the cigarettes and milk pepitas i mean i wonder how many um different like choices they went through in the writer's room like okay is she going out for empanadas no pepitas pepitas of course like some like raw food nonsense yeah i like pepitas i don't want to be rude to pepitas what yeah i don't want to be rude to pepitas i like pepitas a lot sure but to go out what do you mean just pepitas yeah that's the but so they do try to do a little bit of forensic investigation about where she is. Um, and they like pop open her laptop. And Laird is like, these are the last few websites she was on. Do you say Rihanna or Rihanna? Yeah, he's, I mean, it's, he's so clearly just trying to uh, avoid, you know, whatever's going down. Um, so I think, I can't remember which Wikipedia page was one of the I was very funny and I can't I didn't write it down yeah I didn't write it down either like but very realistic wikipedia rabbit hole though just like five unrelated pages that somehow you've gotten to from each other um but yeah I I mean Laird has clearly been in kind of his own world trying to block out what is very clearly Caroline running away yeah Um, and Adam says like where would if she were to leave a letter where would it be and he was like oh you mean on the fridge (laughs) then adam like uh, looks behind the fridge and of course there is a letter and um a very sad letter Um, yeah so like she's been having basically debilitating postpartum depression like in the letter she alludes to thoughts of hurting herself and her child um it's yes she's running away from her problems um and not being communicative in a way that's really damaging to Laird and wee baby sample but um I felt very bad for Caroline with this because like obviously that the Sackler family does not have great coping mechanisms um and she's just so like outside of herself in general that like i I yeah, the crushing weight of postpartum depression probably would be too much for her to bear, like, with yeah. 
other people. Also, I mean, John Glazer is also so, so good in the role of Laird. But Laird seems very, like, he seems incapable of handling that kind of thing. Um, Obviously, the the answer is not to leave your uh, child and partner, but yeah, she seems like she was in a in a prison of her own making. Yeah, I mean, quite literally, like the we don't often talk about the set design of girls, but much like Marnie's apartment, Laird and Caroline's apartment is a similar prison-esque studio apartment that is so cluttered yeah. and so like like up the walls climbing with stuff that yeah, they it just feels so claustrophobic, even though it's just like a little a set, basically. Like it's it's really well done. And you can see why someone would conceivably go crazy in there. Yeah, with a baby and a and a laird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love Laird. I, I do too, laird. but he's not he seems like he'd be a good father and good husband for someone, but I like I see why he would not be yeah i don't know it doesn't i get it you know (laughs) so this episode really reveals the limitations of jessa and adam's flaws and how they Mm -hmm. or like brush up against each other like jessa for all the work that she's been trying to do to become a therapist and help people is so unequipped to deal with real like life or death kind of situations like this yeah um the basically laird is no i don't remember if laird is in is present for any of this but he just needs to go take a walk and clear his head so the to the couple um just watch the baby for a while right so adam is watching the baby and then jessica comes in um and apparently they were out of formula so she got whole milk uh and um really funny line uh Adam's like Jessa. It's a baby. He can't. The baby can't have whole milk. And Jessica yeah. goes, "It's a baby. Like it won't know the difference." <laughs> As if it's like a preference. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny to watch Jessa's regression into like season one, season two, like flighty Jessa when faced like this with yeah. this kind of conflict. Um, yeah. and it, she it, just like won't hold the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's never held a baby, she reveals. Um, she's like complaining about being hot and the baby's hungry. I wrote me TBH. I'm constantly I talked about this with Gabe yesterday. How I was like, do I complain a lot? And he, ah. All right, we'll cut that. Cut that, yeah. Um I asked, do I complain a lot? And he was like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, not really, really, not really. The main thing, what was revealed is the main thing I complained about is being hot. Yeah. So if there's, if there's a baby um, who's hungry and I'm hot, I might have the better sense to keep it to myself, but I am thinking about it. Yeah. And, and she's willing to be like super avoidant to hold this baby. She like offers to hold Adam's penis while he's peeing so he can hold the baby still too i'm like i'll just pick up the fucking baby (laughs) god yeah she's um the also the way she holds the baby like it's Mm -mm. i I don't know just Mm -mm. it's 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 rough it's sad um 
And then that's when Jessa gets the phone call from Hannah, the aforementioned phone call, where um, it is revealed that Jessa and Adam are together. Um, And then Adam comes back in the room and Jess is really just trying to convince herself that she's done nothing wrong. She's like, I would feel bad if I did something wrong, but I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Kind of like spinning out. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, did she do something wrong? Maybe a little bit, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, Hannah seems so difficult to be friends with. Like, I don't necessarily think Jess yeah, is like. I don't know. You, you don't, you don't fuck her boy, ex-boyfriend. That is so yeah. No, or oh my god i've been such a bad i i just said something that was so like not sister supportive just now like so blindly literally right now yeah by being oh by saying it's not that bad yeah i'm like what does that say about me no i don't think it says anything because i can see both sides you know yeah but like hannah's a total uh pill and a handful yeah and when you have like sizzling sexual chemistry with adam driver like yeah follow your arrow wherever it points i i do agree with that but i feel like she she could have handled it better maybe talk to hannah before or even after and sooner you know instead of letting letting her find out like this and dumping her as a friend essentially at a rice pudding emporium yeah (laughs) let's forget lest we forget um but what i really thought was like poignant um sample spits up on jessa and she's totally freaking out she's like you have to help me why aren't you helping me vomits dripping down into my butt crack she's just totally freaked out which i get i would be too Um, and then adam says a really uh telling line he says you're an adult she's a baby why do you need more help than a baby which yep bam uh-huh that yeah that's that's uh <laughs> older <laughs> <laughs> Real, like what can you even say to that i would be i would be stopped in my tracks if someone uh, said that to me but true yeah. uh-huh like i think we've said that. this before about his emotional acumen in other episodes but like he's such a man child but sometimes he lays out such simple truths mm-hmm. that they feel so like pure yes yeah. like, no that's that's exactly true yeah yeah i really she and it's also i think we i guess we kind of gathered this before but the audience is really seeing just how immature Jessa is and how Jessa it really is like on the same level as Hannah though she might not be as uh like like apparently annoying about it she's exactly on the same maturity level as yeah as like a narcissist so the last um last little piece we gotta cover is Marnie and Desi which not a big part of the episode um we do get a wonderful desi song though did you write down any of the lyrics (laughs) so the song i assume is called um oaxaca and the one i the one line i wrote down is you can find me in oaxaca where i go to pay my dues (laughs) just the song is all about like going to oaxaca yeah to pay your dues (laughs) 
It's so, so funny. Wait, I'm going to look up that line and see if I can find other. No. Oh I don't... my God. I, it's just. <laughs> The musical comedy on this show really just is so good. I mean, we talked about Mulberry Bush <laughs> earlier today. But... So funny. Oh my so... God. I really, really, the way they skewer this kind of folk, indie folk, and just the kind of person that Marnie is and the kind of person that Desi is, that this yeah. is, they they really think, like, Marnie thinks she's Joni Mitchell. Like, Oh, Yeah. And then she's presented with another like kind of pseudo spiritual healer type, um, played by oh my god, the legendary Lisa Bonet, um, Tandis. It's not Candace. It's Tandis. Yes, Candace. <laughs> no, I had the uh, closed captioning on. I thought it was Candace at first too. Oh but, my god. Uh, uh, um. A girly walks in, energy healer girly, uh, named Tandis with a T. And uh, she says, or Desi says she's going to help out with quote unquote stage stage decor. Not sure what that means. Um. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're just playing on like two stools and like a rug. Like that's, but yeah, he, they're clearly like hooking up and Marnie like calls it out immediately. Yeah. And she's, um, yeah totally fired up which sure i would be too um i i didn't write down much from this conversation but tandis says i know like desi tells me you deal with a lot of rage issues and marnie's like rage issues (laughs) which i thought was funny but um at one point i i don't remember where this is in the conversation but there's something about tandis quote-unquote facilitating an anti-violence communication workshop oh right she says i'm actually very well suited to help you with your uh, rage issues because i have experience facilitating an anti-violence communication workshop which what is that (laughs) thank you tandis for your wisdom and your your help i also love marnie saying now i'm a fucking stay yeah and that's also like You know, we've heard lines like that in other TV shows, but it really hit home. That is the kind of thing that someone like Marnie would say as a comeback. Like, she's just, like, parroting stuff. Like, once the show, like, thinks about how these characters absorb culture so well, too, which I'm always just, like, that's what really sets it apart from a lot of other TV shows for me. Very true. I mean, also, when she says it, it works, you know? When yeah. she said that it's like a fire comeback. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I was like, you're you're right. Damn, now. get her. I I I was sold. I don't really have anything else to say about the sin beyond that Lisa Bonet is like one of the most beautiful people on planet. Or just and like when you think ma- mother daughter who could be sisters, Lisa Bonet Zoe Kravitz are mm-hmm. like that is like they look like sisters it's crazy yeah yeah they that's we don't talk about that enough yeah i would like lisa bonet to do more stuff too because like i know it's not like the cosby show has a very complicated legacy that we cannot get into today but like (laughs) i loved lisa bonet on cosby show i loved watching um a different world reruns 
on Nick Knight and she was only in it for a little bit but like great Lisa Bonet is a legend so like we gotta love have, have they done um one of those weird photo shoots like the mother-daughter like not I... kind of thing oh I don't know about that I'm That's sure it's out there somewhere I'm sure from like way back in the day too because Zoe Kravitz is one of those people who's just been famous for like a lot longer than like she's been around doing stuff for 15 years now like I'm sure at the like beginning of her career they probably did something like that but um should we move Uh, on to final segments yes uh first segment which girl are you in this episode um Mm. why don't you go first because I I didn't come up with one yet uh it was really hard to fully identify with everyone in this episode but hannah i think hit the closest for me mm-hmm. just because the way she like literalized her like conflict avoidance by running in circles somehow away from her problem like i was like yeah i kind of I feel that sometimes. Um, everyone else was either not in it enough or like Jess says not. I, I don't ever really feel like a Jess in, the, in that way. So how about you? Um, okay. See, I, I feel like I could say, I could say Hannah here. Um, but I think I'm going to keep it simple and say Jessa complaining that she's hot <laughs> and, um, honestly maybe marnie saying nama fucking stay and yeah. she like doesn't have rage rage issues not that i have rage issues but i it's like me saying like do i complain and like yeah i, I do kind of a lot you know yeah. not, not being aware <laughs> look if my ex were dating lisa bonet and she came to my studio recording and really like clocked my tea i would be yeah. so mad <laughs> like i get it maybe i'm marnie too exactly yeah um my fit check was very obvious for me this week I thought samples matching baby beanie with Laird was so cute it's so cute and I want to put my baby when I have a baby in a beanie it was very cute I love their little matching um I I also we don't yeah we don't talk about Laird's beanie enough yeah um but mine mine was also very obvious it's it's Shosh and her Hello Kitty headphones and oh. graphic tea just so like for something so exuberant and like bright as an outfit to look so sad I just I know oh poor baby and it was yeah it was perfect for her to be wearing such a loud funky outfit with such a big frown on yeah <laughs> she was blah she was she to say blah don't say blah she was frowning Ugh. um i okay. thought it was impossible to pick an mvp this week there are some there are some there are some m's really who are your m's because i really only had one and i had to like really think hard about it okay i'm not going to i'm not going to steal yours but i think okay. i Adam was an MVP. Okay. Or totally, I mean, he pr- he stayed pretty calm and yeah. kind of just handled the situation. Um actually maybe maybe that's the only one. I was going to say um I was going to say Fran for for putting up with Hannah. Mm. I don't think he deserves it. I I think I'm I'm you know, I'm going to go with Adam. 
Okay, I actually, I think Adam is a good, good choice for this. Yeah, yeah. that's a good choice. Okay, I can, co I can co-sign that. I said that Hector Medina, played by Guillermo Diaz, was my MVP because he got a fresh start. Um, totally. It just has, he got out of an adverse situation and imparted some life lessons to Hannah. Um, God bless. It's probably not great to carry a gun in a car. No, um, no. Out in the open, buried, just rattling around. Under a pile of newspaper. That seems um, like a... I'm not a Boy Scout either. Like a uh, kindling of some kind. Like there could be some, some sort, sort of fire of hazard. Fire event. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, that's the episode. Wait, we didn't do LVP. Oh, LVP. <laughs> everyone. Everyone else. Um. I think my mine was Hannah, for sure. Like this. It just. Like where to begin? Like, running in circles, pajamas. A uh, roadhead that leads to like oh, almost crap. vehicular manslaughter. Um, peeing in a Gatorade bottle in the passenger seat of a moving car. Like it just it don't uh, stop. Awful. It just never stops. Um, I think I I will have to say um Jessa for thinking she needs um more help than a baby. Yeah. LVP. Ooh, yeah, okay, I can get behind that. See, you could have said any of the girls and I would have been like, yeah, like Shosh had a really bad week too. It's a rare, she rare did. day that Shosh could be considered LVP, but this was... It was one of them. It was rough. Her Japanese does sound really good though. Yeah, I, I think that's an, that's an M. Yeah, but... that's an M. Like learning a language is so hard, especially one that's not like a romance language. Yeah, um, I mean, and she... It just, it flies off the tongue for her. Yeah. I wonder if Sosha Mamet can speak Japanese in real life. I would love that for her. I would love that. I, 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 I would her... like to get her on the pod. I, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I mean, we're shooting for the stars and I think we can, I think one day. We need I to get one day. TikToks. We need to get these TikToks. That's yeah. Only... And she'll see it. Um, And she'll be like, like, I like these too. Yeah. She'll say that. Yeah. Great. Okay, now the episode's done. Yes. This was great. This was so fun. It's nice I... to just have the two of us sometimes where we can just like chit chat. And, uh... I agree. I agree. I mean, we'll we'll probably, oh wait, I, I think it's going to be just us for the next episode too. Unless... Oh yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah. Unless we find someone. Um, we'll talk about that off mic, but we're, yeah. we're kind of having busy busy fall season so far yeah we appreciate everyone bearing with us like the past few weeks um we do have some really excellent guests lined up for future episodes so stay tuned for that uh we just had some unforeseen things happen the past two weeks that um you know life takes priorities sometimes <laughs> like po we podcasting is a fun thing we like to do but right like sometimes it it is a fun thing we like to do and sometimes serious things we don't like to do take precedent and that's just life baby that's just life that is just life you are correct and <laughs> thank you thank you everyone for i mean if you made it to this point in the episode you're a real one and yeah also wait we should we plug our social medias or okay. like plug Can't. the tiktok account because we have a tiktok okay true 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 um, the TikTok is I, I have to even check. It's the TikTok is mostly me at the I've only done one. 
TikTok of the for the whatever. I'm gonna okay. It's Julia Gray, my name. Okay, okay, the letters, and then underscore because for some reason they wouldn't give me. I'm gonna see if I can change it, but they wouldn't give me just Julia Gray. Okay, which is not cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to try to make more fucking tiktoks i'm like (laughs) i really want to because i mean they're yeah (laughs) we'll do tiktoks we'll do tiktoks believe believe me we'll do tiktoks um and i'll try to contribute what i can with my no tiktok knowledge ass uh i hardly know but i think i think we can do it i think i can do it i think there's hope here yeah there's definitely hope there's always hope and with that wait oh i I just got julia gray okay all one word no underscore yeah you (laughs) see there's that hope in action okay manifestation everyone just follow julia gray okay on uh on tiktok and you will soon see some some exciting girls room content yes and Um, soon soon could be tomorrow soon could be next month yeah hey Uh we don't know and um we've been getting some really good listener questions recently feel free to uh dm any of us um you can dm me on instagram at drew haskins or fk pigs on twitter or we do have an email girlsroompod at gmail.com that we check uh every so often so mm-hmm. while julia makes the tiktoks uh keep the questions coming because we got some really good ones a few weeks ago and we would love to keep keep that train chugging keep answering yeah oh wow okay well great bye everyone uh we will see y'all next week bye